N-O-W, now podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to our third episode on the 13th of February. Remember to follow our Instagram at the underscore now underscore club. Today we are joined by the FPL Society. And we're going to be talking about the cabinet reshuffle, HS2 and football. So on the cabinet reshuffle, the cabinet reshuffle is actually happening as we speak uh, under Boris Johnson and Sergeant Javid has actually resigned as a Chancellor of the Exchequer. And that's because he rejected an order to fire his team aides. So he you... actually said that um, no self-respecting minister could accept such a condition. He yeah. had strong opinions on this. The new Chancellor is now Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Rishi Sunak. What do you guys think about that? Well, I can't have ever heard of Rishi Sunak before, but um, I'd imagine he's going to do a better job than Sajid Javid. Um, yeah. well, we Why do you think so. Sajid Javid did a bad job? Uh, well, he's good at um, spouting the party lines. What he actually does, I don't think anyone, anyone really knows. OK, interesting. Other reshuffles that have happened are... The Northern Ireland Secretary, Julian Smith, and Business Secretary, Andrea Leedsome, sacked... The Housing Minister, Esther McVeigh, and Environment Secretary, Theresa Villas, have also out. Attorney General, Geoffrey Cox, who attended Cabinet, asked to resign by PM. Uh, M- Michael Groves remains in his role as Minister for the Cabinet Office and Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. Do you think that a Cabinet reshuffle is needed now to maintain Boris Johnson's position? I think now that Brexit is definitely happening and we've moved into the transition period, I think so, yeah. What do you think this means for post-Brexit Britain? Well, I think it's hard to say. I think Boris can essentially do whatever he wants. He's got such a big majority. Moving on to HS2, Boris Johnson has now given the green light on Tuesday for the high-speed rail network to go ahead. So what's yeah. this going to cost, Angela? It is going to cost £106 billion. And Wales are receiving um, £5 billion extra due to the scheme. Now, one misconception about HS2 is that it's going to be one of the fastest trains and it's all about speed. But one of the main reasons it's actually getting built is due to the capacity. Houston to Milton Keynes is one of the most used rail network services. However, most people who use it aren't concerned about speed. So it is about getting more people on the train? I mean, these trains will be travelling up to 360 kilometres per hour. So it is still fast? Yeah, but, um, I mean, there's a big political kind of issue with um, the train running through seven constituencies, most of which are held by Conservatives, but a few have said that the scheme is unloved and unwanted, which is what Andrew um, Bridgen said. At the end of the day, it's a link in the north and the south, which I think yeah. is a good thing for the tourists. It's good, but I think but, well, Boris Johnson did say it was always going to be a difficult and controversial decision, but also the environmental issues as well. What um, do you guys think this will mean for the, the red wall that has broken now in the north? Do you think it will aid the Conservatives because they're providing a link between the north and south? Or do you think it will be um, a con for the Conservatives since they are building through several constituencies that don't want a, a rail network going down the middle of their constituency. I think overall it's going to be positive. There's more job opportunity in the south of England, so I think it gives sort of northerners the opportunity it's to the, come down and work. Yeah, it's the people who are like being evicted from their homes mm-hmm. that have strongest opinions on this, or negative opinions on this. But it is said that they will be, they're, they're going to be moving rivers, for example, and like cutting moving rivers. rivers, like actually moving them. And this is... This, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how they're going to do that, but they said a lot of the wildlife around the area mm-hmm. is just going to disappear, basically. 
What do you guys think about the cost of HS2? So obviously it, it was initially forty billion pounds, and now it's gone. It's over doubled at one hundred and six billion. Do you think it's a worthwhile investment? And also with eight billion already being spent, do you think there is a likelihood, or if there should be a cancellation of the project? Uh, I think that one hundred six billion now is already quite hefty amount, and that if it, it could still possibly grow, and that just for more jobs, north-south divide, all that jazz. I think that you could just invest possibly less in that area, improve that area, rather than spending so much to try and uh, connect them. They're yeah. more pressing issues, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what they, the residents of those areas say. At the same time, I feel like too much has already been invested into the project to just let the whole thing fall apart, so yeah. I feel like they are, yeah. go ahead. I'm not saying the expense of it is because there's going to be so many trains per hour. There's only 18. And also just the um, property that's going, the train's going to be going through, is expensive in itself. I know one reason why people are backing HS2 more than anticipated is because of the whole climate change situation and the carbon... um, Yeah, the lower carbon footprint of HS2 is quite appealing to some consumers rather than, let's say, investing in airports that could try and bridge the gap. But the resources used to build the train, obviously. And the fact yeah, that exactly. the environment's been disrupted yeah, around the train. Yeah. Being yeah. I think it's a long-term benefit project rather than a short-term. I agree. A long-term Sh- economic plan, if you will. Mm-hmm. David Cameron would say. As it were. <laughs> Should we move on to the special from the FPL Society about are footballers paid fairly? Ben Bagley, as president of the FPL Society, yeah. would you like to start us off? Well, I think this is, a, this is a big thing that people are always sort of critical of in football, that they're paid ridiculous, copious sums of money. Um, so I'll, I'll just start with some, some stats, maybe. So Paul Pogba, I don't know if you're aware of him, yep. he earns over £15 million per year. Uh, and to break that down this season, that's £25,000 per minute on the pitch. Uh, and compared to an NHS nurse who earns £34,000 per year for arguably much more valuable work. And just to clarify, that's not including um, Pogba's money from endorsement. So he would obviously make a lot of money through maybe commercials to do with like, uh, beauty products. I know footballers are usually quite affiliated with beauty products or maybe just football products such as um, sporting gear. Exactly. So I'd like to say, do you think there's more value in healthcare in this country or sort of the entertainment that football brings? I don't know if it's about the actual value um, in football versus uh, the medical industry, because obviously, if you were to ask... by quite a bit. Yeah, if you ask most people, they would say that there there should be more funding and more money placed into medicine. However, because of the the high demand placed Mm. on football by the public, that's why... I believe footballers get paid so much. Will, do you want to... Yeah, and I mean, the Premier, in 2019, the Premier League alone contributed £7.6 billion to the economy. So. In this country, so yeah. It certainly does have a big impact. 3.2 billion people also watched the Premier League uh, last season. That's around the world. So that shows uh, what an effect it has on people's lives. So you mentioned how the majority of people would say that medicine is more important. Mm. But do you think that these 3.2 billion would place more of an emphasis on football, or do you think that a lot of these viewers believe that footballers are paid too much as well? I don't think you can really compare it, but um, I think sort of footballers are kind of valuable assets, if you will. As and valuable as a doctor? Well, I th- I that's debatable. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. If there's 3.2 billion people watching, then why don't they reduce their ticket prices considering this? That's, that's a good point. Because they have enough demand where they, the clubs exactly. can make enough money. In, in the end of the day, these are businesses trying to Corporate make money. Machines, yeah. Exactly. Why don't the companies strike a deal and contribute 50% of that to the NHS? Yeah, or just increase taxes on, on football clubs or something like that to, yeah. to divert that to the NHS. And also maybe talk about football agents, I think. Another big problem, maybe if, if Dylan. Yeah, because um, Mina Raiola, uh, the agent for Pogba, Ibrahimovic, Balotelli, Lukaku, all big names in the football world, mm -hmm. he's now worth 50 million when he used to be a pizza man and he has no qualifications for this job. However, he's good at what he does and he's able to strike deals with a huge uh, cut for himself. And uh, I think that personally, if he has no qualifications, he used to be a pizza man, he's making that much money. I personally don't think that... Um, that is fair. I, I know a lot of people have criticisms uh, about the football industry because many people who don't have any qualifications or any maybe long educational past or mm. proper training in any particular trade are making so much mm. sums of money which many other people believe they could do a very similar yeah. job at, at a similar or even better quality. They could, but it's sort of entrepreneurial. It's Minariola character. Mm -hmm. He's sort of come from nothing and there's... Has found this way to admit, and you've got to give credit to him. I'd like to thank the FPL for coming today uh, to feature in our podcast. Pleasure all ours. Yeah, yeah can make sure to follow up on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Bankers FPL on Twitter and FPL Society on Instagram. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.